It does matter. All right. All right. So uh, we're on now. Well, hello, and it's Friday, and it's the cocktail hour, and it's Paddy here, and the sun is shining. It's a beautiful, beautiful evening in Brighton. Looking forward to a great weekend. Well, what have we got for you today? Well, in terms of music, we've got the Kinks. We've also got some uh, classic crooners, they're called. Uh, you know, cool guys like the likes of uh, Old Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Bing Crosby. Ah, that, that, that class of person. And um, what else? Uh, some poetry. Uh, we talk a bit about Wimbledon. There'll probably be some film reviews and stuff and a bit of politics thrown in, I expect. Anyway, I've got the kinks loaded up, so um, let's see if we can uh, start them off with Long Tall Sally. Here we go. Told Sally, but they seem to be saying we're having some fun tonight. <laughs> when you pass me by, you did a look my way. Uh, right, it's me back again. Um, yeah, I hadn't got it on single play, so I went straight into the next one. Now, let's, um, while we're um, uh, sorting that out. Let's look at some of the film reviews. Uh, by the way, I think I told you my recommendations. Bell, an absolutely must-see movie. Uh, if you can, it's still on in most places. If you can get a chance, do go and see it. Um, very subtle treatment based on a true story, with all sorts of themes of class, um, money, gender, slavery, racism. Wonderful stuff set in the. Um, 
uh, in the 19th century, England, and uh, excellent performances by just about everybody. Tom Wilkinson was absolutely wonderful as the, um, uh, the Lord Chief Justice. Now, what have we got on this week? Oh, by the way, yeah, I've seen um, the Mrs. Brown's, Brown's Boys, the movie, only because it was filmed in Dublin, really, and I quite enjoyed some of the scenes of Dublin, but the film, well, I suppose if you like the television series, you'll probably like the film, but since I don't, I didn't. <laughs> um, what have we got on? Uh, Transformers gets an unusual two stars. Um, I mean, I like um, uh, Mark Wahlberg, and he's uh, he's in it. Uh, it sounds highly techy. I've seen the trailer. There's some magnificent transform transformations <laughs> happening uh, in there. It wouldn't be my cup of cocoa, but I may get along to see it just to let you know. But as I say, it gets two stars from the indie. Um, and uh, let's see what it says. Um, it made it clear that he doesn't care in the slightest what his detractor says as the director about the film. Thanks to the franchise's continuing success, he is as blithely resistant to their barbs as the armor-plated robots are to bullets and missiles. Despite the titles, there is no sign the Transformers are anywhere near extinction quite yet. Um, One coming up which I'm looking forward to seeing is Tammy, mainly because I just love... um, uh, the woman who's in it, um, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Do you remember her in Bride, Bridesmaids? And oh, she's been in a few things. Big woman and very, very funny. Um, um, yeah, she did that great thing with. Um, oh, I can't remember who. Anyway, yeah, I do. I do remember. But it's Sandra Bullock, the two of them as police, uh, quite contrasting in their styles. Can't remember what it was called, but it's a great movie. Anyway, this is um, Tammy, and it gets two stars in the eye. Uh, so the film, though, um, is as erratic as Tammy's driving. Oh, Susan Sarandon is in it as well, incredibly playing Tammy's. Oh, Tammy is obviously played by. Um, uh, by who did I say, Melissa McCarthy? But Susan Sarandon plays her grandmother, which is an extraordinary thing. I mean, Sarandon, she's barely old enough to be a mother, for God's sake. Anyway, she plays her grandma, and they do a kind of a Thelma and Louise um, uh, road trip. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's got two stars in the eye, and it says, um, uh, it's an is erratic, uh, the, the film is as erratic as Tammy's driving, uh, veering dangerously from gross-out comedy to rank sentimentality with no sense of what, where it is headed. Well, that's not exactly a glowing recommendation, but <laughs> who cares? I'm going to see it. I'll tell you about it next week. Uh, what else have we got here? A Hard Day's Night. I don't believe it. Ah, the, ring, the, uh, the, the, the Beatles thing. Uh, gets four stars. I don't know where that's going to be on. But, um, oh, yeah, another thing that I did see during the week was um, the Globe, uh, from the, the Globe um, the film, uh, a filmed performance of um, uh, The Tempest, which was absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, great playing all round and wonderful, uh, I mean, wonderful costumes and very bright and lively. It's not my favourite play. Uh, of Shakespeare's, I know it was his last great one, uh, but I've always found it a little uh, long and tedious. In this occasion, I didn't, and I understood more of it than I had done previously. So that's all, uh, all to the good, and it played very well to the um, to the audience at the uh, at the Globe itself. And it's rather nice where uh, we have um, 
Well, what was in fact, in effect, it's Prospero's farewell, it's called, but it's also Shakespeare's farewell to theatre. And he said, you know, our revels now are ended. And he talks about this, the globe, yeah, the globe itself may melt, etc., etc. And uh, uh, terrific, him looking around the globe itself. Anyway, um, that's that's worth catching if you can. Ah, next week, Monday, yeah, uh, it's the globe again. And they're doing, um, gosh, Macbeth. So I must get to see that. Right. Uh, Hard Day's Night uh, recommended. Anything else that's on that's good? Uh, Cycling with Moliere. uh, It's three stars. A French comedy with claws. A film about two aging narcissistic actors planning a stage version of Moliere's The Misanthrope. And who have we got in it? We've got uh, Lambert Wilson, uh, Myers... Uh, Sansa and uh, Fabrice uh, Lucini. Well, I don't know any of those, but um, it's an odd couple. It's an odd couple-style buddy movie, uh, but there is an underlying bleakness to the storytelling that reflects the misanthropic temperaments of the two leads. Well, that sounds very interesting. Now, let's get this tape deck sorted and we'll have some more kinks. Right, I think I've sorted it. Now, let's, uh, you really got me. Let's see if it will work. Well, that just doesn't seem to be working. Um, so, um, don't know what to do. I'll take the tape out and take the tape, tape, tape disc out, Paddy. Don't be silly. Give it a wipe. Diddly day, diddly day. Switch it on and switch it off. And I'm wiping the wrong surface. Switch it on, switch it off. Diddly do, diddly do. Try again. And we'll go for it this time. Got it going. Girl, you really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I can't sleep at night.
second week of Wimbledon. In fact, um, I've just watched the, um, um, the semi-finals and Djokovic is through uh, in a really stunning and very even match. Um, he's through three, three sets to one, uh, but two of those sets were one on tiebreak. So it was, um, it was uh, tough going um, and the scoreboard kind of belies the closeness of the, of the game. Um, the other thing that's been going on, of course, he's, he's one of the very few of the old stagers himself and Federer, who is playing at the moment, uh, who's also into the semi-finals. He's one of the very few of the uh, the top rankers who have stayed in. Nadal was knocked out by this wonderful Australian guy. Um, can't remember his name now, but um, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing him in a further occasion. And um, who else? Yes, um, uh, of course, Murray. Murray lost in straight sets, having not dropped a set so far at Wimbledon. He lost in uh, in straight sets, and uh, that was a bit of a shame. And his defeater was knocked out today by um, by um, <coughs> you know who I mean. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's what's uh, that's what's happened. Um, so they're talking about writing Murray off, but they're saying, according to the week, it says, fall of the local hero, scarcely. Murray's hometown of Dunblane in Scotland and the genteel strawberries and cream lawns of London South West 19 are not just many hundreds of miles apart. They're also light years away from each other in culture. Um, yes, that's true. I don't know quite what they were getting at in that. Uh, then from the Scotsman, when Andy Murray lost his uh, first Grand Slam final there, um, where there were those who said he could never win a major. Similarly, oh, this is Andy Murray. Similarly, now that Murray has failed to retain his Wimbledon crown, some may be ready to write him off. They are wrong too. I absolutely agree. So, um, more uh, more kinks. Let's see what's next on the on the table and. Uh, all day and all of the night seems appropriate. Here we go. I'm not content to be with you in the daytime. Girl, I want to be with you all of the time. The only time I feel The only time I feel alright 
right, the kinks, there we go. Um, tired of waiting, let's have tired of waiting straight away. Tired of waiting for them, let's, let's hear them again. <laughs> We'll have some crooners in a little bit, but um, Hillary Clinton is in town, well, not Brighton, that is, in London, and said they queued up, this is according to the eye, they queued up from the early hours to meet the, quote, inspirational woman they believe will be the first female U.S. president. But with her national candidacy falling back home, faltering back home, Hillary Clinton must wish the British fans she signed books for uh, all had a vote in the 2016 election. Miss Chilton. Clinton arrived in Britain yesterday for a two-day media blitz, da-da-da, da-da-da. And in the U.S., gaffes about having been dead broke. Yeah, her speech uh, fee is $200,000, and Bill and Hillary have raised more than $1 billion, That's $1,000 million from corporate sources over the past two decades. $1,000 million. How can you be dead broke? Hmm. Uh, have damaged her claim to be in touch with ordinary Americans and knocked her poll ratings. Yet the queue of adoring fans at Waterstones Piccadilly 
Branch, three hours before her arrival, suggested a political superstar in our midst. Um, Aurora Malley, 13, had travelled down from Glasgow overnight to meet her idol. She's such an inspiration to me. Hillary is a great person to look up, up to. I'm only young, but uh, everything she's done in her life shows that women can do it. She's inspired me to maybe go into politics too. Mm. Uh, and there's someone else. Uh, I met her 20 years ago and I, uh, when I worked with her brother, Hugh, who's this, uh, on his Senate campaign in Miami. All right. I said, I got to know her um, mother well. We, uh, we talked about the, um, I talked about that. I think she would make a great president. Presidential-style security accompanied the, uh, the signing session with a team of besuited heavies keeping undesirable elements, including the media, away from their charge. Well, well, well. Asked on the BBC Woman's Hour if she should run, if she would run for the White House in 2016, Mrs Clinton claimed to be undecided. I am, of course, pondering alternatives on my return to public life, she said. Yes, I'm sure. Right, I said we'd have some crooners. Well, uh, we got we got the kinks on the turntable, and we only got one turntable. So let's let's do the kinks first, and then um, what do we say? Tired of waiting for you. Everybody's gonna be happy, really. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs>
Well, I thought I wouldn't say it, but uh, that was a pretty dull record. Certainly from the kinks. Well, hey-ho. So we're going to have some crooners. And uh, what crooners shall we have? Well, let's, let's see what we've got on, our, uh, on the menu. Uh, I mentioned Frank Sinatra. Oh, let's go off with old blue eyes. On the first one, it's I get a kick out of you. There's a line in that, I think I've said it on another programme, which I just don't believe, like, I get no kick from champagne. Come on, pull the other one. My story is much too sad to be told But practically everything Leaves me totally cold The only exception I know is the case When I'm out on a quiet spree Fighting vainly the old ennui And I suddenly turn and see Your fabulous out of you from uh, Frank Sinatra. Now let's have uh, a little poetry. Uh, I suppose after that we should have some love poetry, so this is a kind of a love one. Herman de, uh, Herman de Coninch, C-O-N-I-N-C-K, Coninch, um, and it's for each other. Uh, it's written in Flemish and translated by 
Laura Ann Bosselour and Kurt Brown for each other. Then I loved your eyes. Now also the crow's feet around them. Just as an old word, like compassion, has more in it than a new word, before there was only haste to have what one had, over and over, then there was only now, now there's also then. There's more to love, and more ways to love it. Even doing nothing is one of them, just sitting here together with a book, or not together, in the cafe around the corner, or not seeing each other for a few days, and missing each other, but always each other. Now, almost seven years after all. Well... Now, another one on love. Uh, she Leaves Me. This is by Anati Zabu, translated from the Hungarian, in this case, by Clive Wilmer and George Gomori. Uh, she Loves Me. It's, um, it's about um, a child's longing for her mother, or his mother, and how that may translate into his or her emotional life later. So, serious subject. So listen carefully. <laughs> she leaves me. She betrays me, she leaves me. She pushes me out of herself and leaves me. She offers herself to feed on and leaves me. She rocks me and she leaves me. Wipes my bottom, combs my hair, caresses the soles of my feet, but leaves me. My nose drinks in her fragrance. How she hugs me. She says, I'll never leave you. And she leaves me. She tricks me, smiling, whispers, don't be scared. I am scared, and I'm cold, and yet she leaves me. She lies down on the bed with me at evening, but soon enough she slips away and leaves me. She is so big, so warm, alive, and nest. She kisses me and hums to me and leaves me. She presses sweets into my open palms. And there you are. Eat now, she says and leaves me. I cry and howl and press her frame to mine. I can hold her, hit her too, and yet she leaves me. She shuts the door, does not look back at all. I'm nothing when she leaves me. I wait for her return, a cringing cur. She then arrives and strokes me, and she leaves me. I need her. It is death to live without her. She picks me up to warm me, and she leaves me. Her arms make up a cage, her laps a house. I'd love to go back in there, but she leaves me. I come to one conclusion. I'm not her.
a stranger. She's a stranger, and she leaves me. Out there's the world where someone will be waiting for you. There will be someone there to leave. Don't look back. Shut the door. You know how easy it is to wait, how hard to go. Some you'll grieve. Others will deceive you. Some will wait. Others fear your lack. And some there'll always be who don't come back. They give you life, but then they die and leave you. Right. Well, on that um, melancholic note, let's um, see what the crooners have to offer. And we've got, oh, well, I'm saying it's one of my favourite cities. It's one of those favourite cities that I've never been to. I'm hoping, I'm hoping against hope to get there next year because we're planning an ambitious tour of America and Chicago is definitely on the list so here we've got Tony Bennett with his signature tune Chicago well he also does San Francisco where he left his heart but Chicago is a great one of his in town Chicago Chicago I'll show you around Bet your bottom dollar you lose the blues in Chicago Chicago The town that Marty Faye could not shut down On State Street that great I just want to say They do things that they don't do on Broadway Say They have the time, the time of their life I saw a man, he danced with his wife In Chicago Time, the time of their life I saw a man He danced with his wife In Chicago In Chicago In Chicago from Tony uh, Tony Bennett. Um, yeah, news this week in Brighton on the political front is that the um, the Soda Stream battle has been won. Uh, the Soda Stream have closed their uh, signature shop in uh, Brighton. They chose Brighton because we are so eco friendly, and they even use eco in their um, in their names. But they've gone. 
Um, and um, it's, well, primarily, I suspect, as a result of the, uh, the pressure that uh, the people of Brighton, particularly through the auspices of the Palestinian Liberation, no, I don't mean Palestinian Liberation, Palestinian Solidarity Campaign, uh, and, other, uh, and other groups, peace groups, um, um, made because they were um, using, uh, war and, uh, and still continue to use, um, build, having built their factories on occupied land and the West Bank. Um, their only excuse is that, oh, well, they, they, they give some jobs to Palestinians. Yeah, sure. Um, also, the news that um, the John Lewis Partnership is um, withdrawing from its shelves all SodaStream products. So things are going well, and we're going to put some pressure on, uh, uh, well, I suppose not, um, yeah, it won't, be, it won't be Waitrose now, because they're part of the John Lewis Partnership and they're doing what we want, but um, Sainsbury's, who I believe are still uh, doing that, and um, others. Anyway. Uh, that's some of the stuff that's going on in Brighton. There's also been a big kerfuffle uh, about my um, my green councillor and his comments about uh, uh, when they had the army day recently and he tweeted his son saying they talked about the hired killers taking to the uh, taking to the streets and uh, he's had to apologise for that. And uh, I mean, I think people can be a bit sort of sanctimonious about this idea because you know. Members of the armed forces are primarily trained and hired in order to kill. You know, whether they do it hand-to-hand -hand combat or by firing at the enemy or by using tanks, guns, drones, aircraft or whatever. No soldier is taught to die for their country. They're all taught to kill for their country. And some of them end up being killed by others from the other side who have equally been taught to kill for their country. Um, so to call them hired killers is um, no more than a statement of, well, the case. Anyway, um, uh, this will run and run because now the English Defence League or whatever it is that is now sup superseding that particular organisation is claiming that unless the councillor, I um, can't remember his name now, but, uh, unless he um, apologises, a real apology, not the one that he has done, uh, and also is sacked, and also paid a th pays a thousand pounds to um, uh, a, a charity, I think troops charity, a military charity or something like that, uh, that they will uh, come back to Brighton. Oh dear, we just so love having you around St George's Day. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, enough of that. Enough politics. Let's um, moonlight becomes you. What about that? Bing Crosby and moonlight becomes you. It goes with your hair You certainly know the right thing to wear Moonlight becomes you I'm thrilled at the sight And I could get so romantic 
tonight You're all dressed up to go dreaming Now don't tell me I'm wrong What a night to go dreaming Mind if I tag along If I say I love you I want you to know It's not just because there's moonlight Although moonlight becomes you so to go dreaming Now don't tell me I'm wrong What a night to go dreaming Mind if I tag along If I say I love you I want you to know It's not just because there's moonlight Although moonlight becomes you so Moonlight becomes you by the lovely, the wonderful, <laughs> the old groaner, Bing Crosby himself. Um, right, we got we're gonna have cheek to cheek next, which is um, the um, it's Fred Astaire, Fred Astaire singing cheek to cheek. Here we go. <laughs> heaven, I'm in heaven, and my heart beats so that I can hardly speak. And I seem to find the happiness I seek When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek Heaven, I'm in heaven And the cares that hung around me through the week Seem to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak when we're out together dancing cheek to cheek Oh, I love to climb a mountain And to reach the highest peak But it doesn't thrill me half as much As dancing cheek to cheek Oh, I love to go out fishing In the river or a creek But I don't enjoy it half as much As dancing cheek to cheek Dance with me, 
I want my arm about you. The charm about you will carry me through to heaven. I'm in heaven, and my heart beats so that I can hardly see. And I seem to find the happiness I seek when we're out together dancing cheek to cheek. Cheek to cheek there with the old hoofer, Fred Astaire. Um, yeah, what was it they said at his first uh, audition? Funny looking guy, can't sing, dances a little. <laughs> oh dear, show business full of those stories, like the guys who didn't sign the Beatles when they could have done an old, and all sorts of things. Um, right, next we're going to have... Um, Dig Hems, which is he's not really a, uh, a name to conjure with. Uh, I suppose he's big in his time. I don't know much about him. But night and day, here we go. Like the beat, beat, beat of the tam-tam When the jungle shadows fall Like the tick, tick, tock of the stately clock as it stands against the wall like the drip 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 of the raindrop when the summer showers so a voice within me keeps repeating you It's no matter, darling, 
where you are, I think of you. Night and day, day and night. Why is it so? That this longing for you follows wherever I go In the roaring traffic's boom In the silence of my lonely room I think of you Night and day Night and day Under the heart of me There's an old Such a hungry yearning Burning inside of me And it's torment Won't be through Till you let me spend my life making love to you Night and day day there with uh, Dick Himes. Well, um, two theatrical events um, of major significance going on in Brighton. Um, one is Under Milkwood, a production by Cluid um, um, Wales. I think they're basically the, kind of the National Theatre of Wales. On at the Theatre Royal this week. I'm going tonight. I'll give a report back next week on it. And it's on uh, tonight, tomorrow, um, Saturday, matinee and uh, evening performance on Saturday. Um, should be excellent. Some of my friends have seen it. They said it's a brilliant production, a dramatic uh, staging, and, of course, an absolutely wonderful, mesmerizingly funny and poignant poem. Um, right, another theatrical event. Um, we're well into rehearsals on Decade in the New Venture Theatre, uh, and this is um, a collection of plays um, in all, I think, 13 or 14 um, on the subject of 9-11. They were commissioned at the time. In fact, they're 14. Yeah, they were commissioned at the time to um, to mark the 10th anniversary of, um, of 9-11 and look at some aspects of the impact that it's had, the significance that it's had, uh, etc. And very dramatic very dramatic stuff, I can tell you. Anyway, just to say what's um, in the programme, it says, No one can forget the moment they heard the news. September the 11th, 2001, sent shockwaves across the globe. It was a day that was supposed to change the world forever. Ten years on, a team of major writers and thinkers have explored responses to def the defining event of our times. This is a thrillingly imaginative investigation into the legacy of 9-11. Decade, which is the title of the um, collection of plays, is a collaborative collage of playlets 
from 20 contemporary writers in response to the attacks on the Twin Towers, the events on the day and their legacy 10 years later. We will be staging 14 of the plays, the programme says, in Promenade. Uh, this is directed by uh, Kirsty Elmer. Uh, Utilising all of the NVT theatre spaces, which includes the downstairs studio, uh, the bar area, the main theatre upstairs. Uh, so there'll be some uh, walking around and it'll be a promenade, so people will be walking. There will be seating in all areas for those who uh, need to, to sit, but um, generally it's promenading. Um, and tell a range of intertwining stories. And it says, this is a, a note, it's a promenade production which will involve the audience moving from one theatre space to another. There are stairs, uh, which some may find difficult. There will also be some strong language. I know there will be because I use quite a bit of it. Uh, and therefore, due to the nature of the piece, it will not be suitable for children. Although there are actually some children taking part in it, but that's rather a different matter. So that's on at the New Venture Theatre in, um, um, in, well, you know where the New Venture Theatre is, in Bedford Place in Brighton. And the dates are, it opens on Friday the, um, uh, the 18th of uh, July, which is uh, two weeks' time. <gasps> My gosh, two weeks' time, it's getting close. And it's on every evening at 7.45 except Monday evening. Uh, and on Sunday, there's a matinee at 2.30 and no evening performance. And it runs till uh, the following Saturday, Saturday the 26th of July. So I hope you can get along to that. And um, let's see where we are in terms of time. Yeah, we've got time at least for another one. So uh, what have we got on the turntable? Um, we've just had... Ah, have we had the last time I saw Paris? No, that's next. So... Here we go, the last time I saw Paris and um, uh, singing it is Tony Martin. <laughs> Paris, 
her heart was warm and gay. No matter how they change her, I'll remember that way. The last time I saw Paris, her heart was warm and gay. In every street cafe, the last time I saw Paris, her trees were dressed for spring, and lovers walked beneath those trees, and birds found songs to sing. I dodged the same old taxi cabs that I had dodged for years. The chorus of their squeaky horns was music to my ears. The last time I saw Paris, her heart was warm and gay. No matter how they changed her, I'll remember. Time I Saw Paris by Tony Martin. Um, yeah, we're nearing the end of the program now. So, um, uh, what does it say? Headbangers risk brain bleeds, warns doctors. This is in the eye. Headbangers beware the violent and rhythmic movement em- employing by employed by heavy metal fans to express their musical appreciation could cause potentially fatal bleeding in the brain. German doctors have warned. Oh, well, I've never done any of that anyway, so just as well. Well, you know what? Our time is up. Um, so um, until next week, uh, wishing you uh, all the best, and um, we'll know then who the Wimbledon champion is. We'll also uh, uh, have an appreciation of Under Milkwood, and we'll have, well, we'll see whatever else uh, comes up. So um, um, we'll finish off with, um, oh... You Must Have Been a Beautiful Baby by Perry Como. I love Perry Como, a great guy. <laughs> okay, a nice sentimental, slushy thing to end with. You must have been a beautiful baby You must have been a wonderful child But you were only starting Go to kindergarten, I bet you drove the little boys wild And when it came to winning blue ribbons You must have shown the other kids how I can see the judges' eyes as they handed you the prize Bet you made the cutest bow Oh, you must have been a beautiful baby Cause baby, look at you now 